0: This is Ask BBB. Your host is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews.
1: Good morning and thanks for tuning in. On the bulletin board this morning, we'll look back on a major event that recognized excellence in business. The Chamber of Commerce held its Business Achievement Awards this past Tuesday, and we'll touch on some of the highlights.
0: And we'll be indoors and outdoors outdoors when we look at the career of arborists and the role they play in keeping our environment healthy.
1: And we are indoors as we explore choosing an internet provider. Peter Rocca is the president of Start.ca, one of the alternatives to the internet giants. Peter, thanks for taking time to join us this morning.
2: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
1: Peter, internet technology has changed a lot since the start of start.ca. Can you take us back to that beginning when you and Daryl Oldhoff determined to create a tech company and how things have evolved since 1995?
2: Yeah, wow, that's going back uh, going back a few years. Uh, I'll give you the abbreviated version, <laughs> otherwise we could be here for, for days. Um, but Daryl and I met while we were here in Fanshawe, and uh, we were both in the computer programming and I uh, hit it off and kind of uh, I had been doing something in telecom before, which were called bulletin board systems. They were pre-internet when computers would call each other to uh, exchange information and people could connect that way. And it was very new and novel and very exciting uh, to me. I'd been really interested in that. And so I had been running this BBS, you know, well uh, in my high school years, and brought it to London with me, and uh, basically started writing a lot of software that integrated this bulletin board with this, uh, you know, this new thing called the internet that was happening. You think back to, you know, it's it's easy to look at uh, just speeds alone, you know, dial-up days, and, and people remember those clicks and whirls and beeps and stuff from uh, the modems making those noises. And uh, you'd sit there and, and try to you know, load up a, a, an image or a video and, and go for coffee and come back uh, half an hour later and, in order to watch it. And it's just kind of really transformed, obviously, uh, the way that we consume internet today and you know today is a perfect example here we are video conferencing and and, and able to do that with the the advances so it's been a, it's been a journey coming through all the different technologies it's nice to be at the the forefront of technology sometimes
1: start.ca gives people a choice beyond the dominant internet providers in the area of Bell and Rogers what is the start.ca relationship with these larger companies in terms of infrastructure access
2: Sure. Um, <laughs> If this is a Facebook status page, you know, our relationship status would be complicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, we we do lease facilities from from the infrastructure providers in, in town here and as well as across Ontario. And what we do is kind of uh, lease the last mile or the facility that goes into everyone's home. You know, sometimes we get um, portrayed as a reseller or piggybacking and, and really it's it's about leasing a component that we mix with a lot of other components in order to provide our customers with service and competitive options. So in terms of how is the relationship um, in, in certain areas we have very good relationships with different levels and in other areas we vigorously compete. So there is a little bit of a, um, a balance that happens in that space. And, but for the most part, you know, we um, they fulfill their obligations to the most part and, and we are able to leverage that and, uh, provide our customers with uh, great service and, and friendly uh, support.
1: And what do consumers need to know about internet speeds and, and how does your company then help consumers choose the appropriate service for their requirements?
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's... It becomes second nature to people in the industry. You know, we talk about speeds all the time, and uh, but for people day to day, they don't want to know how many megabits or megaflops or gigahertz or you know all the other uh, back to the future type of uh, gigawatts. I think it was back then. You know, people people just want to know that uh, what they're trying to do, they can do and so um a lot of times you know certainly the big guys like to hype up uh, some of the maximum speeds and we can provide those speeds too but a lot of times consumers are looking for you know what is it that they need versus you know what is being sold to them and so our team is really good about uh, really trying to establish what you're trying to do. And a lot of times people can save 30 or 40 bucks a month by picking a package that, you know, might not be the, the Cadillac of services and, but gets them, you know, gets their Netflix and it gets their zoom and their teams and their kids can do their work online and and everybody's still happy and maybe saving some money at the same time. So we love to do that. Um And, and yeah, we're happy to help walk people through that so that they have a, a little better understanding of what they actually need rather than uh what the marketing might say.
1: Peter, internet and TV service have become essential utilities in our home, especially over the last couple of years. If we decide to change providers, would we experience a service interruption?
0: No,
2: uh, we're really good. So there's there's a lot of different scenarios, but the answer to all of them is no. Um, you know, so whether or not you're switching from same technology to the to us, so whether or not you're changing technologies, but this is where you know a quick call to our team, we can walk people through exactly what to expect on on switch day, um, and make sure that nobody is going to be without internet.
1: Peter, going back to what you were saying earlier about helping consumers select the service level that they require at the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was moving home to work, children, students were moving home to do everything online. Did you see a demand for maybe consulting to, you know, upgrade services in a home as, you know, you could have four people on laptops and video calls in one home that wasn't the demand prior to that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, people, you know, especially, um, you know, families with with young children really realized very quickly uh, how important the internet was. You know, while, while uh, people are trying to work remotely and, and school remotely um, and, and plus all of our entertainment was online, everybody was at home and there was a, a huge increase in demand. Uh, and with that, you know, certainly people reevaluated reevaluated the plans that they had. So we certainly saw a lot of people um, moving uh, to faster speeds, uh, but also to faster upload speeds. So upload speed all of a sudden became a, a real factor in the last few years. And the upload is kind of when you're sending your video from your house out to the Internet. And so making sure that, you know, you had a product that had suitable speeds for upload um, certainly saw a huge demand in that as well.
1: Can you reflect on start.ca's support of BBB through continued accreditation?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think we. I'd have to to look at the seal, but I've got to imagine it starts with the nineteen. Um, you know, it's been been a a long time uh, that we've been been working with the BBB, and uh, they've always been great. Um, you know, I think it's certainly a trusted source that people look at for for reviews and and anything that kind of helps. Um, instill that consumer confidence in a brand that they might not have an experience with, I think goes a long way, you know, that, uh, other online reviews, et cetera. But, you know, certainly BBB, I think, is, is kind a, a big part to play in that as well.
1: Peter, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us and talk about the services that you can provide to our homes.
2: My
0: pleasure. Thank you so much. Peter Rocca is president of start.ca and supports BBB through accreditation. You'll find links to their website and social media pages when you search for start.ca in the bbb.org directory.
1: To most of us, a tree is just a part of the landscape. To an arborist, it is a career. Stay tuned to learn more.
0: And we're back with more on Ask BBB with our host, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. So, A tree is a tree, unless you're an arborist.
1: Yes, and then that tree is part of your career. As we approach the time of year when falling leaves draw attention to the trees around us, we welcome a couple of people whose careers are centered on trees. Calvin McCollum is an arborist and the owner of CLC Tree Services, and Becky Mole is a plant health care specialist and manager of the plant health care division of CLC calvin and becky join us to talk about the role of arborists and what is required to carry that title and welcome to the show this morning
3: thanks for having us thank you
1: so let's start with what might be considered both a basic and a broad question what is the work of an arborist Uh,
3: technically the term arborist is somebody that specializes in woody plants Um, it is a bit of a blanket term in our industry and covers a lot of different ranges of what you could do as an arborist Uh, Quite often, most people think of an arborist as somebody that's willing and capable of ascending a tree and technically trimming it, pruning it, uh, rigging it or removing it if it needs to be removed. Um, But there is uh, a bounty of careers as far as arborists go, uh, depending on whether you want to be in a consulting field or working with construction planning, engineering uh, or field work, which is, you know, outdoing the everyday trimming and removal and, and hedging and those kinds of things.
1: And are there different degrees to become an arborist or what path do you take?
4: There's a, a multitude of different ways we can go about this. Um, a lot of us here have something called an ISA certification, International Society of Um But you kind of have to work towards that. There's criteria to meet to be able to write the exam. But the ISA is uh, international. So we would be Uh, recognized in different countries that held ISA as a standard. Um, Yeah, there's different degrees. There's apprenticeship. Uh, We have something that I'd really like to focus on today, the new ground workers training program. Um, Yeah, there's just a multitude of different ways to go about it.
1: So, if we think about high school students and perhaps entering this field, what are some of the study areas they should focus on if they're thinking of working in this field?
4: Um, what's really interesting at a at a at high school level is that. They're really a lot of schools are having horticulture programs. Um, so that's really a stepping stone. Horticulture kind of embraces boriculture. It, it, it encompasses it. Um, it's like a little division of it in a sense. So really these horticulture backgrounds, people are, they're getting greenhouses. That's really are a little stepping stone towards uh, boriculture You know, the biology end of things, science, stuff like that.
1: And then once they graduate high school, what should they be looking for in post-secondary education, certification? What would their next steps be then?
4: It's typically a bore culture um, or an urban forestry program. So we've got Algonquin uh, College has a new uh, program running for urban forestry. We have Fleming uh, in the Lindsay-Peterborough area. Um, that's a lot, a lot of people tend to go there. Um, and there's also Humber college, um, there, there's the apprenticeship programs. So that's a provincial qualification and you do uh, winter, um, class schooling, um, about 12 weeks for two winters. And you have to meet certain a number of hours and then write your provincial qualification. Um, and then there's this new ground workers training program. And this is where we struggle in our industry in finding people that have some sort of skill. Um, and we're not getting people that are completely green. So this new ground workers training program is, is really interesting. It's been running for a couple of years in both Toronto and London. So it's it's a no cost 12 week program. Um, you learn kind of basic skills getting into the industry as a grounds person, because that's kind of where you start out. Um, funding is through the skills development fund through the government um, and then includes a paid workplace. So it's kind of like a co-op in a sense Um, and they're actually going to be recruiting for our area in November.
3: And every one of those situations has a a different calling for people and what their schedule is. Uh, Humber being an apprenticeship program may work better for somebody that can't afford to take a full year out of life to you know, maybe away from family or kids or anything to go to Lindsay Peterborough area for education. Um, it's a, it's a bit of an easier way for some people to get into it. The ground worker training program is you know there to teach people that might be interested in the pro in arboriculture that there's a lot of steps that aren't just climbing trees. And I'd say um, in college that was often something that was talked about that you know people are thinking that their career is go out climb a tree have fun. There's nothing else to it. But there's a lot of physical labor, uh, a lot of different equipment, a lot of ways of taking care of clients and how property should be left. And a lot of those things are taught in the groundworker training program so that these uh, people that are interested in the industry have a good idea of what they're getting into and have something to provide to the, the arbor cult
1: And then what kinds of careers or positions can lead out of, you know, programming if you're starting with, you know, the um, ground program and then does it expand what? Would you continue the learning and and into develop new positions? Uh,
4: Yeah. The the interesting thing about that ground Rouge Returning Program, yeah, it's a basic stepping stone. And then you could look at, after you put in some hours, either the apprenticeship um, and then the ISA qualification as well. Um, But it really is a stepping stone because there's so many avenues that we can go. Um, in this industry and it's not just all about production. um, There's consulting and all that kind of stuff as well. And is there a certain
1: type of person that is attracted to work as an arborist? You know, an an outdoors person and one who likes to study and and do the academic portion? What kind of people are are coming into the industry?
3: There's often a common um, appreciation for nature and the outdoors and everything like that. But there is a, a very academic level where Uh, people may be more interested in the science and biology um, than they are in actually working with trees. Um, The other side of the fence is typically people that like to hike and fish and spend time outside Um, team players, people that play team sports. um, But quite often we get into working in the field. uh, You're on three, four and five man crews or more and having an idea of where to be for the next Uh, step of the operation is just like, uh, you know, being on a baseball team or a football team and being ready for that next position or that next part of a play. So uh, we do find quite often it's people that are athletic, appreciate the outdoors, again, the fishing, camping, rock climbing, uh, those kinds of things really are people that find this as more of a career than a job, which at CLC, we are fully focused on having a, a career for our staff instead of, you know, a summer job or anything like that.
0: Besides working for CLC Tree Services, what are some of the positions that uh, arborists would uh, eventually be able to take?
3: Um, Well, the most important uh, position is working for CLC Tree Services, of course. (laughs) Uh, But uh, in engineering fields, there's companies out there like uh, Stantec, Development Engineering, um, a lot of... um, Landscape architects will also go get their arboricultural Ticket, um, their ISA certification, to know generally how trees are impacted uh, amongst construction sites, road widening, uh, even with backyard pool or anything along those lines and the bylaws that are currently being um, in place in London and a lot of other municipalities in the area.
1: What drew you to this field of work and what do you find in your day to be the most satisfying aspect?
4: So I had a little bit of a different um, kind of path than most people. So I took horticul- uh, horticultural horticulture technician program at uh, Fanshawe, and as my- a co-op program. So. Um, my first co-op was the street tree inventory uh, and then my uh, second co-op was straight to a tree service. So I found my path in a horticulture program and um, it, it, which is a little bit different kind of path than most. Uh, we do have another couple people here that have a horticulture background and then and tend to lean towards the horticulture end of things. Um, I, I did my apprenticeship in horticulture and then I did my ISA uh, qualification so or certification, sorry there's just lots of paths and avenues that you can take.
1: Well, Becky and Calvin, thank you so much for joining us again on Ask BBB and speaking to us about the paths that you can take to enter this fascinating and developing field.
3: Thanks for having us. Any resumes can be sent to info at clctreeservices.com. Just
4: saying. And the, please work up look up the new ground workers training program. Uh, like I said, the intake for that is going to start in November, and they'll they'll run a five week course here uh, in the London area. It's been very successful so far.
0: Thanks, Becky. Thanks, Calvin. Calvin McCollum is an arborist and the owner of CLC Tree Services, and Becky Mole is a plant health care specialist and manager of the plant health care division of CLC. When you search for CLC Tree Services in BBB.org, you can connect to their website where you'll find information on what they do and some blogs that detail some of the adventures of arborists. If you'd like more information on the Arborist Groundworker Training Program Becky mentioned, visit careerfoundation.com forward slash trees or email trees at careerfoundation.org. Stay tuned. The Bulletin Board is next on Ask BBB. Welcome back. It's time now to check the BBB Bulletin Board. Jennifer, you were one of the nearly 900 people who attended the Chamber of Commerce Business Achievement Awards this past Tuesday.
1: I was, Jim. And what a fantastic way to celebrate the businesses the ingenuity, the innovation in our community. Um, And it says a lot about the future of business in London and area. And it's exciting to see these businesses celebrated and get the opportunity to learn more about what's happening in our community over the past few years.
0: Jennifer, what what kind of feeling did you get from the attendees about the business climate in London as, as we emerge from this pandemic?
1: I think what I learned the most this past week was The broad range of businesses that London has established here, the different types of industries that are represented, and the growth that has potential for our city.
0: Over the years, we've seen the Chamber and the BBB working together here in London. And as usual, I suspect there were a number of BBB-accredited businesses among those winners and finalists who were announced.
1: In the category of excellence in human resources, Bluestone Properties was the winner that evening, as well as finalists in environmental leadership award. We found Teppermans, who is a longstanding accredited business, as well as one of the finalists for business of the year in the large company category was Blue Jay Irrigation. It's great to see these businesses that have a commitment to integrity, marketplace trust being given these awards in our community as well.
0: Well, congratulations to those businesses and to the Chamber on a very successful event and to all the other businesses who were recognized at the event as well. And Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB this week.
1: If you have any comments on what you've heard on today's program, we'd love to hear from you. And if there is a subject you'd like us to include, let us know. You can contact us at hashtag ask BBB. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: And I'm Jim Swan. Remember, always look for the BBB seal.
1: It's the sign of a better business.